Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with, I hope I get this right, my good, good pal, Dave Damashek, and heel producer Jim Cunningham. Did I do that right, Dave? Was that to your liking? No. I mean, we're back on track, it seems. Listen, Jim, you understand, has a big ego, so you have to massage it just so. Carrot, whip, whip, carrot. You never know. I'm easy breezy. We just have to accommodate hipster Jim, but also prickly Jim. And I, I think you just did it nicely there by putting him in his place. Okay, time. good. You all right with that, Jim? You still, you're still announced second. That's pretty good. I mean, it was it's like fine. I'm going to edit it and switch it around. So don't worry. Well, Jim was all just right. shooting his mouth off about how great he is at basketball. So I know right before we got going here, that I was think an that's how we'll thing. decide um, who gets top billing from now on. We're going to put one-on-one. You ready for it, Dave? You and Jim. I need a full decathlon that includes connect four. Let's do I it. See. All right. Well, it's all going to have to take place in Jim's living room because he is not moving anytime soon. I mean, this pandemic is he's got it on the slate for the next uh, 24 months, I think, at least. Hey, Michael Irvin's joining us. Oh. One of our favorites, Dave. He might he's be. The, I think he's my favorite. I he's think the he playmaker. Yes, he is a playmaker. We're looking for playmakers. He's joining us. Number 88. Obviously, my Dallas Cowboys, the heyday. That what a great team that was, Dave. 92, 93, just terrific. That is your favorite of all the teams you've rooted for in your lifetime. That's number one. I would guess. 86 Mets. 86 Mets. Yeah, that would be what I would guess. Yeah. That's the second second best team. Um, And and just uh, how they rolled through the Bills that year. I I really thought they were losing that game and then beat them again the next year. And uh, all thanks to Michael Irvin. Yeah, large part, they played a big hand in it. What's interesting, though, is that 88 is an Mm -hmm. iconic number, especially... Yeah. Um, down there in Big D for wide receivers. Now, all of a sudden, is it going to be square to get assigned a number in the 80s or to opt to wear the 88? Is it going to be a slap in the face now that wide receivers and otherwise can wear single digits? Lusty. You know, I was hoping you didn't see that. I know well, there was no chance you, you you missed that tidbit, <laughs> but I was like, well, this determines if tonight's podcast is, uh, you know, an hour, a buck or five or three hours and 24 minutes. And you did see it. So what are they doing? You could you could choose whatever number you want. It looks like that's going to pass in the winter meetings. I, I You know how they do, you know, uh, mini series were all the rage back in the like in the 80s. Now mm. in podcasting, they do little short run podcasts. I was I was hoping that you might clear oh, an, for just eight, for this. an eight <laughs> piece um, deep dive podcast into the best and worst in numbers in uh, right. in pro football. Well, and then I'll, if that I'll succeeds, let you we'll ask it. Michael Irvin. I, I have a feeling his his answer would be eighty eight either way, right? But you ask him if he could take any number, which is looking like it's going to be the case in the NFL next year and years to follow. What he would choose, but that's a that's a pretty good question. I mean, we'll, we'll uh, that that's going to be oh my god, that, that you're going to spin out of control with this, right? It's if people it's going to be advantage bad. Of it's, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, though, I'm kind of uh, of two minds on it, that it's cool. And, you know, my affection for, you know, single digit numbers on mm-hmm. QBs, especially. And, you know, I, I always liked it in college. I like that in college football over the pros. I'm We're getting a little sideways here, though, between the 17 games. And I mean, is somebody going to break the all time rushing record wearing number 83? Because Ooh. that's. That's now a possibility, and I won't care for it. I want you to know I'm not going to going to like that. It's a lot. 
the uh, can I tell you though, as a side note or something else, because we're talking about picking things. You're all um, about side notes. I've noticed lately. All right, go ahead. Well, that's my thing, Sal. I, I feel mm -hmm. like I have to announce them, Mister Side that, Note. Well, I'm a lot. You know what I am. I, 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 a lot of people. There are a lot. There's a lot of talk out there that Dave Damashek is the John Coltrane of podcasting. You mm. know, like Coltrane, he could go way off the baseline. He could go way far away. But you know what was uh, what was magical about him? Mm. He always got back. Um, in rhythm when it counted. That's what Damashek does. Damashek I take see you, you way more out there, but we we'll come back. A Roscoe Pico train of uh hmm. of podcasting. Okay. No, that's fairly is, quick. Have, have, Do have I, I know who that is? Yes. No, I know I, who it is. And I'm I, asking and I, our listeners. I'm rhetorically asking our listeners. I Duke's see. a hazard. Uh Keystone Cop there. Couldn't couldn't get out of his own way. Talk uh, about James ironic. Best, it's funny that Hipster yeah. Jim could have appeared in Dukes of Hazard and he would have fit right in. <laughs> right. But he would now, you know, in a million years. Hipster right. New York City, uh, you know, City Angels, Jim would never want to live right. in that town. All right, get back on your okay. uh, sidetrack so you can get off on another side. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask yeah. you this philosophical yes. question about is this draft is now one week away at the time of this mm -hmm. recording, and we're listening to all these experts weigh in on the rules of what you're allowed to do and shame the devil if you use a first round pick on that position and so on and so forth. And it reminded me of, uh, I think, is what's interesting is that you have to keep in mind is that the people you're listening to, these GMs and these personnel guys and otherwise, are have big egos themselves, just like mm -hmm. the players do. So much so, how many, I mean, this is, I, I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer, but I think if you told every general manager in the NFL, we can magically take Tom Brady back to age 21, but you know that in your reality, he's already won seven Super Bowls, but we're going to turn him 21. No one will be the wiser. Tom Brady, would you draft him first overall? I think they would not. I think they think like, yeah, give me Dan Marino and John Elway and those guys. I think they're more talented and I can win more than I would with Tom Brady. <laughs> what do you think about that? I, I really That's a crazy that question. Why? I know, but I think well, it's true. Well, based on what? I mean, everyone's got an ego. They, they have an ego when they don't know who's going to win. You don't think... I mean, the goal is still to win the Super Bowl, though, right? No, but the whole point is that they expect, I mean, all the pundits do, too, mm -hmm. is that they expect that as soon as there's an actual result provided that you're going to forget whatever pap they threw out in advance. But, of course, it, well, they in advance keep their of jobs. all this stuff, you think so-and-so is as talented as blood? You, are you, you don't know what you're talking about, clearly, if you're talking about this. This yeah. is the 60-40 crapshoot, and we hang on there every word as though they're golden with all their projections of these things, and they're right, you know, if they're good at it. Maybe three out of four. I mean, uh, two out of three times. You know, yeah. I, I really think that they think that their ego of like Kyle Shanahan, as we talked, would he take Mac Jones at three? I don't think he will. But I do think a lot of these guys out there think like, um, my what I what I believe in my system is more important than the actual player doing it. But they think like, if you give me the right guy, I can make that guy work better Maybe. than he. Yeah, than he I, think I think right. they. Just I think your example is very, very extreme that they would pass up all those Super Bowls just to, just to be right. And, you know, with people knowing that they had the, hey, you had the information that we had a quarterback that was going to win seven Super Bowls and you still, you still pass them up. I don't know. I don't know uh, what your legacy shows there. Taking a real risk there. But um, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the question. But listen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think about it. We got Michael Irvin. Maybe he could sort it out. Can I tell you, um, I love that question, by the way. That, I know that's you how do. my brain works. I think that okay. is a fascinating <laughs> uh, thought experiment. It's so many layers. And um, 
I'll, I'll have to unravel it. I need I need three or four days. Or you could just instruct it. Hipster Jim to cut it out, and then it never happens. No, it's fine. Uh, you know what's not fine? These Mets, they freaking allowed seven. The Cubs, the Cubs scored seven in the fourth. I don't know if the Cubs even had a hit. So many errors and walks. And then, uh, oh, a Kingman-esque home run, though, Dave, in Chicago, in Wrigley, by Pete Alonzo. They said it went 429. I, I think it went way over five. In fact, cover up. It might still hit you right there in the Valley, in California. Uh, San Bernardino Valley, but uh, so Mets many bombs when the wind blows out. Well, I mm. assume the wind was blowing out as it was, yeah, was it yesterday. So. That I mean, just uh, there were four or five home runs in the first inning. Um, we uh, we gave out winners on Monday. Yeah. We gave out, I gave the St. Louis Cardinals. Flaherty uh, went on, on the bump and got a win. They like to hit for him. I think that's his fourth. When you gave up what the Tampa Bay Lightning needed overtime, but that was a winner. Yeah, a little um, closer than I anticipated, but yeah, that was a winner. Um, and uh, and and now I'm focusing. I'm thinking globally and and gonna act locally and focus in on the Eastern Division with uh, with my Thursday night pick for you. Well, let we'll get to that in a second. I just want to tell people, like, I hope you're jumping on these picks because Fanduel is very generous, Dave. We mm. see they offer money back for losers. They offer hundred to one odds on any team to win a coin flip game, but. What they're not going to do is you're not going to be able to go to FanDuel and say, hey, I wanted, I meant to bet Dave and Sal's parlay, but I I never got to do it. Can I put that in now? No, they're not. I don't think they'll be doing that. Like I said, very generous, not that generous, but you could add a little excitement to your sports watching experience. Either way, by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook, there's a reason they are the number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds, different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays and Always exclusive on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events. Yes, fast withdrawals when you win. Fandle pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Live betting. Oh, you could bet like the Mets are losing 10-4. I could bet them right now. Would I do that? No, no way. But it's fun in baseball, basketball, tennis. And they are letting you place your first bet risk-free. Now, I don't know why this would be a first bet. Risk-free up to $1,000. First bet on anything, they refund you if you don't win. No strings attached. You lose. You get your money back and site credit. You win. You keep the cash. There you go. Do it. FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now to get started. And be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know that me and Dave and Jim Cunningham sent you in whatever order you want to give them. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to tell them. FanDuel Sportsbook. Promo code extra points. Go ahead, Dave. Thursday picks. We're doing this Wednesday night. Give us a Thursday winner. We're red hot. All right. We are on the eve of a three-game series, monumental in the Eastern Division. Whoever claims if one of those teams is to uh, goes on to win all three, they are the prohibitive favorite to get the first spot in the East Division in time for the playoffs. Caps and Islanders getting it on. Five games already between these two teams. The home team has won All five of those games. The Isles, though, have won the last two in different styles. The Caps are all about just loading up, and they are a juggernaut offensively, offensively, um, putting the puck in in the goal. The Islanders can kill you a few different ways, as Eddie Spaghetti's Rangers found out on Tuesday night. No, uh, No shot at you, Spaghetti. The Isles are good. I say take the Islanders on the money line, plus one, or, or I'm sorry, the game prop, at plus 130 that they'll do it in the regulation 60 minutes to make it uh, a little more worth your while at plus 130. Islanders at home and over five and a half. Like I say, the Caps are scoring a lot of goals. The Islanders just did in their last outing. Minus 110 is how you do that. And just for fun, 
Pitt and New Jersey, Pittsburgh and uh, the Devils are getting it on again on Thursday night. Go over the five and a half there. And if you really want to get nuts, Jared McCann for a goal. He oh rarely my God, goes ask more for than, one pick here. I this know, he so rarely much. goes more than two, goal, two games without scoring a goal. Jared McCann, put a little loot in your pocket. I suspect number 19 for the Penguins scores a goal. There you have it, Sal. No, I don't know about this meatballs. Mikey Meatballs is with us, as is Eddie Spaghetti. I don't know. He abandoned the island. Oh, they're no good. They're not even going to make They're going to be bounced from the top four. No, the no, Rangers no, are going to no, catch no. them. Rangers will catch them. They have True. three left. Okay. I remember all this talk. True. And then they they trounced the Rangers, and now it's like, forget it. Forget but you forgot my overarching prediction that the Capitals are vaguely overrated, and they're going to slide that. back. So that's I do remember one. that. I just don't know if you could uh, latch on to the Islanders. All right, well, I'm going to take it to the diamond. The Padres, plus one and a half. They're running it back with the Dodgers starting Thursday. Plus one and a half runs is minus 137. Everyone's taking the Dodgers minus one and a half and doing very well. But the Dodgers, eight runs in the last four games, batting 203. Bets in and out of the lineup. Ryan Weathers for the Padres, three and two-thirds scoreless last Friday against the Dodgers. They're keeping them in the rotation at least for another week. I like the Padres. Good series, good tight series. It went extras Friday, and so the, if you took the plus one and a half Friday, imagine that. It went to extra innings, you would have lost. But uh, I like the Padres overall. They beat them Sunday. Back at it, plus one and a half, minus 137 against the Dodgers, and then also take Dave's um, 17 hockey picks that he just gave out. No, but I, I did uh, him fast and furious, and I'm glad that we did it at a fast pace because we ultimately didn't allow for spaghetti or meatballs to chime in because surely they had some jive to talk about That's the true. Penguins almost blowing a six-goal lead to the lowly New New Jersey. Uh, Good Lord, I saw that. The other night. Lots that was, of goals. Was, it got very scary um, with 40 seconds to go. It was 7-6 to six after being up 6 nothing. It was it was. Almost an all-time horrible loss. Does that count as a uh, bet ache that I said Jake Gensel would score a goal and when seven of his teammates scored, but he didn't get one? Yeah, Does that sure. kind of count? It's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're watching. You have to look for everybody's number and then yeah, your guys doesn't come up. That's, uh, yeah, that's like seven rolls of the roulette wheel and uh, or 30 rolls and yours doesn't come up. Yeah, I Put it on the is. board. No. You're in. You're in for a bet ache. Real quick, in the NBA, Steph with a pedestrian game 18 points on seven for 25 against Washington. He's done. Back up to 100 to one for MVP. Now, I don't know that that's the case, but uh, maybe, maybe saving it for Friday when he goes head to head with uh, Jokic um, against uh, Denver. Obviously, that'll be a fun one. Uh, AD returning tomorrow for the Lakers. Harden probably out for the remainder of the year, um, but the Nets still favored. To win this. Why did I just lose this? I had it up here. FanDuel Sportsbook. You could check out all the odds. The Nets. to uh, They don't cut down the Nets. They should cut down the Nets, especially if you're of the Nets. Of course they should. Yes, the of course. If the ne- you know what? There you go, Sal. That yeah. should usher in a whole new era. If the Nets win the NBA title, then they must cut down the Nets. Or they what cut are we down the doing? Nets. What are we even yeah. doing yeah, at that point if we don't do that? Yeah, that's a good idea. However... Moot suggestion right now because I disagree with the sharps out there. Have they not heard that Harden's probably out and that Lamarcus Aldridge is definitely out forever? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, it's not like this is the East of five years ago or fifteen years ago. There, there are good teams in it, and I think this is enough. I know I told you to bet the Nets. I did put the asterisk with you don't know what's going to happen with their big three mentally and otherwise, and it looks like Harden physically is breaking down, but. Man, AD and, uh, you know, that that front line is imposing 
Um, if, we know if what the Lakers are like when AD and LeBron play together. Yeah. The Nets have played seven games together with the big three. We don't know. And Kyrie could be allergic to uh, to Harden's beard or something. But yet the Nets are plus 220 to win this thing. And the Lakers stand at plus 350. And it's very weird because the product that both teams are putting out are not anything resembling what probably they'll put out on the hardwood in uh, July or whenever this godforsaken uh, playoff starts. But Nets plus 220. Lakers plus 350. Interesting. Dave, I was thinking about your, and not that I had never thought about it before, but we're talking about load management and who it hurts the most. And obviously it's probably good for a team if a coach could figure it out. Steve Nash probably thinking about just shaking it up. We'll see. We don't need to get hot now. We need to get hot right when the playoffs start or even a little later. Um, but it does hurt, like you say, that, you know, the guy who work, works, you know, I, I think of uh, Bronx Tail with De Niro, right? Works hard to get those, uh, Tickets to the fight, get shitty seats. He could go sit with the gangsters, Caligolo, um, if, if they want. They could both go sit with him. But no, I worked hard for my tickets. I'm, I want to sit up here. What do you do when a LeBron decides, you know, you got the tickets in wherever you're in Minnesota and LeBron's not showing up, he's not playing, or Kyrie or Harden? What do you do? What do you tell your kids? It's not fair. What about this idea? You cap the amount of the ticket. So you buy a game ticket for $250, hmm. and that's the most you could pay. But if LeBron is supposed to come to town and he doesn't play, you get refunded. It's easy enough to refund money now, right? With Venmo and uh, and PayPal and our friend Harry still does Western Union. But you get refunded. $250 is the cap at what you pay. If you get no stars in the game, the most you can get back is like $60 or $70. I think that's a good business model. Obviously, the I love NBA it. would say no way. Madonna's in concert. If she doesn't sing Material Girl or uh, dress you up or uh, like a virgin, you get $40 off, right? If she has a coughing fit during uh, Material Girl, right? And doesn't come exactly. out. Exactly. What if you go to see Hamilton and it turns out that what's his name, you know, ponytail. Has the flu. Yes. Well, yeah, he, he can't make it. Like, wait, so you don't expect me to pay the same amount. I, I've been told my whole life you get what you pay for. Well, mm. I'm not getting what I paid for, which is the superstars. Yeah, this is a this is a good idea, Sal. It's I not fair because everything's too much money. You get what you pay for. All right, if it's eight dollars, we're talking about what, what are they going to give back three dollars? But if it's two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a ticket, you know, still people. This is May, the once I, a year I, gift. I know that these guys, again, these GMs have big egos and everything in the coaches, but, mm -hmm. you know, and they would harumph at the idea. But maybe there's like a deadline of like, you got to make your decision. Like, is this guy going to barring some injury? You can't load manage this guy. It's it's five days away. We must. But that's the, the problem is you can't say barring an injury. They all yeah, say right. it's an they injury. They would just make they it all an say injury. It's just a stupid I injury. I just feel like if you know Steph is coming to town, then mm. you'll pay more than you would to see them play right. some mediocre team. So maybe there's a median price, and when something good's coming to town, hey, you pay, you pay, you pay for it. You pay the juice to see the better guys play. Right. Maybe there's and a the owners step work. in. You got more Cubans like, ah, uh, yeah, I know you want to take a day off, Luca, but this is going to cost me uh, eight hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars if you, you know, if you take this game off. You gotta, you gotta play something. I don't know. Something's gotta be done. No, you're on to something, and it really does stink. It I mean, it really yeah. is bad, but the thing that makes it even worse is kind of what you're hinting at. These things that we've just accepted because we've been told them for decades on it, but they'll never develop the chemistry they need going into the playoffs. How important is this chemistry? And it, it varies sport to sport, I, I suppose, but if the Nets never, if you have very... Yeah. 
little, uh, you know, video to go off of looking at them constituted like they would will be in a game seven, let's say, in six weeks from now. If you never have that information as an opposing coach of how to scheme mm-hmm. to slow them down, then the Nets have the advantage with that or whoever does that. Well, so you're kind of incented to not show your sure. superstars at all or together very much. Right? But as a basketball fan who's not a Nets fan, who's a regular season fan, you have to hope for this experiment to fail, right? You have to have Steve Nash looking back at this year and saying, oh my God, everyone should have played games 60 through 65 because they just weren't ready, right? Otherwise, it is it is shitty. It just is shitty on so many levels. But I get it. If you can sit your guys 20 games, why wouldn't you if it, if it works? I My first experience with this was to date myself. I think it was like probably 1979, 1980. Evil Knievel. Mm-hmm. They had a prime time live event. Yeah. Is why you can't do stuff live sometimes, you know, like he had a live event in which he was going to jump over on his motorcycle. He's going to jump over a pool filled with sharks. Do you remember Mm -hmm. this? I do. I do. He was going to do it. And then like the, the broadcast starts with ABC. I think, I assume it was Frank Gifford who was kind of like his Ahmad Rashad was what Ahmad Rashad was to Michael Jordan. Frank Gifford Mm -hmm. was to evil Knievel, which I, which I think is a little more disgraceful than uh, what Ahmad Rashad's (laughs) done to his legacy. Um, but either way, evil can, (laughs) evil can evil, but anyhow, (laughs) was going to jump over. And then like they start the show and it's like, yeah, evil can't go tonight. Like, well, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, why are we watching this then? Should give me Laverne and Shirley or whatever the popular right. programs of the day are. What, what, what are you going to do for the next hour now? Same goes Yeah, there's here. no, uh, there's we no didn't pay understudy. For that. No, no evil can evil understudy. I guess Super Dave Osborne. But, um, but yeah, maybe he wasn't uh, on the site at the time. And three of the main sharks didn't show. So, yeah, either way, you weren't getting your money. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, what do we want to do? Michael Irvin's going to come on any second here. Do we want to talk about, let's real quick talk about Tomlin three-year extension. Good job by the Steelers. I hate to say it. Classy franchise. They back their own three years. What? All right. So what are you going to give them? Two years? The guy's never been under 500. I get that you're not going to the Super Bowl every year, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to be fired in the next two years either. You're not going to put together uh, two, four, and 13s and have to send him on his way. And when you look at the rest of the division, Marvin Lewis stuck around forever with a losing Bengals team. Um, who else? The Browns have had uh, 57 coaches in the last eight years. So, yeah, of course he should get the extension. Well, you say, of course, there are many people. Who, you know, hench? <laughs> no, I'm talking about actual Steeler pundits out there, people right. who other people listen to on purpose mm-hmm. for their opinions. Well, the the recurring one is this is the big one that they hang their hat on and it and they're serious about it, mm-hmm. um, or at least they're trying to poke the uh, the local uh, fan base and, and get them upset. And therefore, like we talk about uh, um, gravitas through cynicism. Um, mm-hmm. But they say Mike Tomlin, he's, he, he just loves like he, he wants and he and Roethlisberger never have had a losing season. This is that like that. This is what they hold up. Like, that's why they're bringing him back because he's never had a losing season like yeah, that's I think right. it's good enough. That, that's right. Yeah, that's the reason why. That's that's exactly. We need the guy yeah. who's making the rounds on social media, um, yeah. who's doing the IKEA. Right. Like, wait, we're supposed to be impressed by never having a losing season. Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to be impressed mm-hmm. by it. Like, yeah. What what what's right. the point? Yeah, I know winning the Lombardi is the ultimate goal. They only give out the one though. I think it's pretty good that in a conference that included Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's Patriots for the entirety of Tomlin's run. I think this is a pretty successful uh, thing he's got going here. I think so too. 
We got the playmakers in the waiting room. So I just want to say 100, 145, 78 and one in the regular season. Just so you know, just so people, I, I could show people before we bring uh, Michael Arvin in that the gambling thing isn't for everyone. We had Joel set odds uh, over under on how many Super Bowls. Um, that we, let's not spend a lot of time on this. Over under, Joel, what did you say? How many Super Bowls? that Tomlin brings the Steelers to from this moment on. What did you say? No, to go. just To, to go, go, yes. How many does he bring them to? Yeah. Uh, one and a half. No, you say that's wrong. That's uh, Everybody would say under. Everyone should say under to that, right, Dave? It's hard to Everybody get should Bowl. say under, but yes. here's the thing. If you say one, no. then you can assume in a stable franchise that will secure the QB that will take them there, it probably won't be a one-off magical You got to say one. You can't go one and a half because then you need two to win. That's too many. You two, just said two, two. you said go to the Super Bowl. I think go, Tomlin go. will go. Oh, really? They have, you think he, he goes puts, twice? If he sticks around and he gets wow. the one, then he's going to probably get to two. This is what good teams do is they get yeah. into a window with a good quarterback and they're – contenders for you know six or eight line. years this is a bad line to do. you're getting too much action i'm on saying over because i you know why because i'm going to be an optimist I know. i'm well, not going to be a cynic here but you know what michael Irvin's going to be perfect for as you bring this up tomlin how he managed juju smith schuster michael Irvin just had him on his podcast i want to talk about this taunting rule they're trying to tamp down taunting in pro football which is bizarre is. i'd love to hear the playmakers thoughts on this there he is <laughs> what's happening I should have known. I could have. I said I don't have to get dressed. These dudes ain't gonna dress. <laughs> dress. <laughs> Come on, it's late. <laughs> Wait, should I put it in my earpiece? Yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. Whatever you want to do. Hold on now, because one of these, one of these are good and one of one is bad. I don't know you, which. Use one them is. all. I like to see while he gets all set up there. Uh, I like Michael Irvin, despite the fact that we obviously are not similar human beings. Um, <laughs> and and the proof of that is that he protects his trophies. He obviously. What, what did you say, D? I said you love your trophy. I look. It's like you uh, you were good at a sport or something with all those trophies behind your head. There, you're looking. What good. do you mean he protects them? Oh, he presents. He, them. Oh. You know, look at that. He's got them up uh, there and everything. I lose them. You see. Listen, you got to remember, right? And this freeze that just came through, a lot yeah. of parts of my house, you know, well, my bedroom got right. frozen and, and, and rained upon, so we got to redo oh. the whole room. Oh, so I sorry. built this house. I built this house maybe 20. No, it's fine. It, it, it kind of works out because my wife wanted a new bedroom anyway, a more up-to-date bedroom. You, you see? Know, when, I, when I was growing up, I was at my aunt's house the other my, my aunt's house the other day. I walked down the walls, guys. See, they had pictures on the walls everywhere. You know how it was when you grew up. There were pictures sitting on every <laughs> counter, everywhere. Now, since everybody carries pictures in the phones, the houses, have, everything is, is, is modern. No pictures on the wall. Yeah. All, clean. all of this stuff back here, this they call clutter. I call championship. What the hell are you calling my stuff clutter for? That's right. You, put, you just put this one here. I was like, no, no, no. Put them all up there. I don't want to hear that. I'm not. Hey, I won too many championships to take them all down and call this thing. I, I don't want it to be cluttered. No. Put me some damn clutter back there. I don't see you know clutter. How many, how many dudes in the NFL wish they had this damn clutter? I don't want to hear that talking about. Get out of here. You're not redesigning my office. That's what they keep coming in here and say. Let me redesign it. Move some of these things. Hell no. no. I but took my too many hits. Mike, here's the problem with that, though. That conflicts with what Roger Goodell and company are looking to do. They don't like, because that could be read as taunting. You're trying to taunt your foes, and the NFL doesn't like the taunting. 
What games with this? That. I mean, your whole game. I mean, but but I mean, you of all people should be the voice in the room that says, "Hold on, Kamish. It's right, a part right, right. of the game. We need it's it. It's a part of the game. If you don't want to, if you don't want to have to deal with me showing off all them trophies, <laughs> do something about it in those That's sixty right. minutes between the lines. That's what you do. <laughs> if you can't do anything about it, then. Don't right. try to do something about it now. Exactly. You know, to let it go, man. Michael, you you have about two and a half million dollars worth of clutter be, behind you. I'm counting. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good job you've done there. Yeah. Emmys, all sorts of MVPs, everything. That's great. I wish right. I had Super time. Bowl, I, I, Pro we're going here, but I want I you know <laughs> we want a playmaker, so a lot of teams do pick the man. I got to give you some kind of intro. Actually, earned that nickname, the playmaker, three times Super Bowl champ. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Michael Irvin. All right, now you can officially jump in. It's great to have you, Michael. <laughs> it's great to be here, guys. It's always great to have this kind of forum and talking. We all do TV, and TV, you're really just talking to an audience. But yeah. Here, we get to talk with each other, and the audience gets to peek in, which, which I, I like doing these I love it. I love having you on anytime, but right around draft time is, is the best. Uh, are you excited about? Let me just say this. I feel like wide receivers, they're always the most exciting player and position. Yeah. But I don't want to say they're more important now than ever, but I think franchises now who don't have the assets to go after a quarterback, maybe it's always been like this, but it feels more like it's lately, they're going after the wide receiver. What were there, 15? A 13 in the first two rounds last year? Yeah. This is yeah, a flashy yeah. player. This is how they're gonna that this is how they're gonna make a difference, right? Do you feel like I don't want to say wide receivers are getting used, but they're not getting enough credit. Well, it, it, well we get so much credit to the quarterback, it, 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 which always blows right. my mind. Not saying they don't deserve it, but I don't know. I won't say they deserve that much credit. You know, I got people around here right now. You know, we talk about quarterbacks, and you know, that Dak signed his contract recently, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, "Man, he forty-two million dollars in the first three years." I'm like, "Dude, back up. Do you not see how the NFL is leaking this stuff?" Out? Partnership with the fan dudes and all those mm -hmm. things. Oh, a new TV contract. $42 million for a quarterback in two years is going to be no money. That number is going to jump to 55, 60. So, so the quarterback will always have a point. Why would you spend $50 and $60 million a year for a guy that can throw it and not spend for a guy that can catch it? You right. just wasted that money. So it's absolutely why the receiver has to be an important part of the whole game plan because you made the quarterback the most important part of the whole game plan. And he can throw it, but he can't run down there and catch it also. So you yeah. need that. With these wide receivers, though, I, you know nobody is talking about the Cowboys, or they weren't at least until the last week or so. Kyle Pitts, right. Jair likes Kyle Pitts a great deal. The problem is, if it's a problem is, you're already loaded at that at pass catcher, the sensible right. thing would seem to be to go defense here. But in 2021, can you get by with, I mean, like if you could just get that defense to mediocre, just, I mean, like just don't let the other team score every time they touch the ball. Is there something to be said for like now more than ever, like just load up and, and try to score 40 uh. points again. Is that, <laughs> is that crazy? Is no, Jerry going to try to sell that to the room? At least it's, it's not crazy in this sense. It's not crazy in this sense because I believe you, you if, if you can't make all three phases dominant, all three phases very, very good, 
then you you try to turn one phase into a dominating phase. If it's defense, that's fine. If it's offense, that's great. And and and, and another thing that we have to watch because people that get caught up in the draft and the combine, they they do what I call they they like to build Madden teams. You know where the Madden gets you gives you the super team. You can pick the top wide receiver, top running mm-hmm. back, top tight end, top offensive line. Doesn't work that way. You got to find some places that you're not going to have a top guy. So, it, it, yeah, Kyle Pitts, wow, what would be, would be a great pickup. I, I was saying to Rich on his show, I said, listen, we don't, Dallas should not be taking Kyle Pitts with that pick because they need so much help. I had Patrick Satan on my podcast, and I think that would be a great, great pick. Mm. And I talked to Patrick about him and Trayvon D. How often have you guys talked about playing together and becoming lockdown corners? Because I want to see that you're visualizing these in your head, too. See, we always talk about physical skill set. I want to talk about mentality. Mm. You can make a defense good if you pick the right people with the mentality. Because defense is about hustle and hitting. And that's got to be about a mentality. I got to, we're we all working together. We're going to hit this dude right here hard. And everybody's going. So, so I want, and they got that mentality. So getting Patrick Sertan and, and, and hardening him. With Trayvon Diggs, I think would be a great pick. It's harder to find it. It's I can say you can find the guy that can get to the passer. It's more difficult finding the guy that can defend the pass. Mm-hmm. Alden Smith, last year he he was out a couple of years. Last year he comes in, he gets five sacks, three sacks in one game, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So I can find a guy that can get to the passer, but 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 it's more difficult to find that guy that can defend the pass. So I like Patrick Ten. But if they do take Kyle Pitts. And C.D. Lamb wants to take the number two. Then can we put 88 on Kyle Pitts? <laughs> and let's go from there. You see what I'm saying? You know, Michael, <laughs> the, if you bet it, you could bet what the Cowboys are going to go if they're going to go defense or offense. Defense, you have to lay more than $3 to win a dollar. Um, because it looks like it. Like last year, we were going to take right. a defender. We're probably going to take the safety from Alabama, McKinney, who ended up going to the Giants. But we went with C.D. Lamb. Great player, obviously. Right. Took your 88. That that's a shame. I don't like that. But took your eighty-eight again. Wait, wait, Sal. Let me, let me, let's break this down. Why don't you like? It? Let me tell you why. Nah, I, I don't like always, it. I, don't I like always it. say this to people. I always say to people. Hey, 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 that number should be retired. I said no, it should not. I don't. I I I I, I don't want my flowers when I'm dead and gone. I want them while I'm living. Oh, interesting. See, so, All right, right, right. So if you retire the number, the only time they show it or say anything about it is when you leave time and go to eternity. And the cameras on the game, they said, we lost Michael today. And they'll fail the <laughs> back to the game. And that's it. I'm gone, and I got two seconds on my way out the door. But when you put the number on another player's back, I get my flowers every Sunday. If he catches a pass, they say, boy, that looked like Michael Irvin. If he dropped a pass, they said, Mike Irvin wouldn't have dropped that. I like my number All on right. somebody. Well, now, but here's the thing. Now, I take it you like C.D. Lamb as a person. You've met it, right? Yeah, but, yeah uh, I like C.D. He called but me. If, if, we talked about it. If he's an asshole, you don't want that guy wearing 88 for the next 10 mm. years, right? That's a difference. Yeah, that's true. And, 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 and I would say something before it all came down. When mm-hmm. we started talking about it, uh, Dez, I, t- I talked to Dez. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry's like, yeah, yeah, so that, this is a good pick. Uh, uh, and C.D., he called me. He called me because, you know, and asked me and talked to me about it. I said, yeah, yeah, this is good. With guys like this, I remember talking to this. You handle 88. I went to him. I said, can you handle wearing 88? <laughs> he looked back at me. Yeah, I bet you I can handle I can wear it, Mike. I can wear it. I looked at Jerry. 
I looked at Jerry. I said, he can do it. Let me tell you the, 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 the showing thing there. Most guys, if me and Jerry's in a room and I ask him, could he handle 8-8, he'll look at me and then look at Jerry, look at me and look at Jerry, look at me and look at Jerry. Then only looked at me. See, if you look at me and look at Jerry, that means uh, you're looking at the number, but you're also looking at the money. You're looking right. at the number, but you're looking at the money. When the man just stares at me, that means he wants to talk what I did in the number. He, like you that. know, he's not even thinking about the money. He's thinking about the job. And, and, and I think those two guys are like that. Now, let me ask you this. Sorry, Dave. Did, did Drew Pearson have this conversation with you? Oh, yeah. I talked to Drew. He did. I, Drew's, okay. the, Drew's the first the first interview I had when I when I landed, he was the first wow. interview at DFW Airport when I landed here. His, one of his questions was, do you know who the lead receiver is for the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> I said, yeah, Drew, I know it's you, oh, but I know God. who it better be in about nine or ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was me in, in that time span. That's so, excellent. but you go, of course, you're 47 in the orange when you're down in, uh, in South beach yeah. before you get there. So, I mean, boy, you, uh, apparently you have uh, some self-confidence then as, as what we can, uh, take away from this. I love the idea of grownups all gathering around, like, is he worthy of 88? And this is a committee <laughs> decision. That, that's the best. That's the best thing I've heard. Do you guys ever, do you guys ever, uh, debate who's the best 88 in Cowboys history? Well, no, no, we, we we run it order in order. I I I I pay homage to Drew because oh. of what Drew is and what he does. He's the original. He put the number on the map in mm. in that sense, you know. Um, so so I, we always run the original. And congratulations to him going into the Hall of Fame. But I say this to the guy that came after me, so I never say it around Drew. I said I tell I tell the days or, or CD. I said you do know when it, 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 greatness says. You must step on the ceiling of the man before you and make it your floor. Ooh. That's what greatness said. I stepped on Drew's ceiling. He had the one Super Bowl. I stepped on it and made it my floor and took it to three Super Bowls. <laughs> now I, I need to see you step on my ceiling at three <laughs> Super Bowls and make it your floor. I think I'm, you know, you, know, you got to wear four, five, or six. That's going to be a hard ceiling. That's right. That's right. Well, Dave, go ahead. Ask him about the numbers. I know oh, you're dying. I have a million you're dying questions off of this because uh, I'm and, and you talking about my forty-seven, my forty-seven number. But now yeah, you can wear any number, right? You could Was wear it? that, right? Would you yeah, choose? Yeah. Would you be like, thank you, Mister Pearson? But I've got my own thing going with forty-seven. If you haven't heard, I'm going to stick with that now. Hell no! You wouldn't do <laughs> that now. Hey, I didn't want forty-seven in the first place. I can't even. Let me tell you something. When I got to when I got to Miami. My first day in Miami, Rich Del Ripple, who's Jerry Jones' yeah. right-hand man, he and I both got there the first same day together. And, and and they were doing this thing where they had the seniors go out and talk to all the media. Then the juniors go out and talk to them. And then the sophomores. And then and we were sitting on the bleacher at Green Tree Practice. It was only 110 degrees for you. And nobody wanted to talk to the freshmen. Of course, I raised my hand. I said, hey, uh, excuse me, what's your name? My, I'm Rich Del Ripple. I said, how long have you been in six? This is my first day, just like your first day. I said, okay. I said, who came up with this plan? <laughs> right. I said, this is the most stupid plan I've ever seen. Why do we have to sit out here? Nobody wants to talk to us. We should have gone first, and then we could have gone in. And he said to me, excuse me, this is Rich. He said, who are you? I said, what's your name? I said, Mike Irvin. He said, 
What position you play? I said, wide receiver. He said, well, number 47, shut up. You won't be around long. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll be around longer than you. You know, now that I think about it, it doesn't sound good. College only have four years. But that's what I said then, you know. <laughs> And, and, and I didn't even want 47. I, I, I called, I asked Jimmy, can I come meet with him about the number? And I remember walking in his office and I was going to try to change it to number seven. I thought seven was a cool number. It's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Seven. Right. So I go in the coach as a coach, you know, just here. It's one, I, I want to think about trading his number. And he's like, Michael, are you serious? He said, no way we can do that. He said, when I see you, Michael, and I see you catch that ball, and you run down the field. You know what I think about? I think about a 747 landing on the runway and can't nobody do anything about it. <laughs> I walked out with a whole new, I'm like, oh, really? I'm wow. Like, wow, this, is, this number is great. I dropped the number. I walked out. <laughs> Later on, I said to him, I said, I can't believe I bought into that bull you sold me about a 747. <laughs> and, and, he did, and he did it for Brock Berlin. Now he did it. <laughs> yeah, right. To protect Brock Berlin's number seven. Come on, Jimmy. Not a Hall of Fame decision there. Hey, you talk about standing on on uh, uh, standing on the floor of who came before you. You did not like it when T.O., when he wore the 49ers uniform, came in and stepped on your logo. You just talked to Juju Smith-Schuster. What do you think for real about Is it? My reaction is this is a lot of noise about a whole bunch of junk that Juju dancing on the other team's logo right. in the pregame had any impact on whether or not the other team oh tried God. hard. I mean, it's so ridiculous. But you, oh I God. mean, because you did a lot of that, but now the league doesn't want the taunting and all that stuff. And, and I think I think that's the most crazy thing in the world, too, now. Like, you know, honestly, I got a phone call. I remember Emmett calling because I didn't play in that game, right? I, I was hurt. I didn't play in the game. My neck was already hurting. And, and, and Emmett called me. I'm like, did you see what T.O. did? I said, yeah. Well, I can't believe it. What are you calling me for? He did that <laughs> early in the game. You should have taken care of it. You guys should have taken it. When he stopped on you should have gotten together and said, Let's make sure we win this game and make him look like a fool. You didn't do that. So, I know you should call it me. We ain't got nothing to talk about. You should have taken care of it when you had the opportunity <laughs> to take care of it and you would have made him look crazy. But I but but even that, but what happened with Juju? I thought that was that, that I thought that was that was just absolutely crazy. Juju was bringing in the young fan that we want around the NFL. Right. All those TikTok fans and then, and, and, and they were 11 and 0. He was doing it. And it was all great when they were 11 and 0. Mm-hmm. They lost one. And you know, guys, they were trying to find any reason. Why are we losing this game? Choose you dancing. We got to stop that. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. So, yeah, that, that's crazy stuff, man. But it's all, it's all about curbing all the fun and everything. And with the draft coming up, it got me thinking about you as a rookie and hazing, which is was always – Used to be considered fun. I don't know that it goes on to what extent anymore. I can't imagine it happened with you. I don't. I don't think that Michael Irvin was running around grabbing donuts for uh, veterans and singing Bobby Brown songs and then the team meetings and stuff. Right? Did you get so hazed I, at all? I, I tried to be better about it when I got to the NFL. I wasn't very good with it in college. Now mm-hmm. you got to imagine I was coming out of Fort Lauderdale in college, and and and, and we we were. I, I tell people all the time we were the we were po. We were po. We mm. were just po. And, and I didn't have time to call. We're coming here to college to play with the hazing game. I, I'm trying to provide for my family. 
We right. were po. I, and I said po. I, I speak for a living. I know the correct word is for. But we were so po we couldn't afford the other O and the R. We just said po. That's it. That's <laughs> we just po. So, so, so when I got to college in Miami, all the hazing, I wasn't about that. I'm oh. like, no, I got to get us out of this ghetto. I got to fix it. My first day in Miami, they were trying to haze me, and, and I get into a fight. I was like, oh, my God. I got a fight with an offensive lineman. They tried to make me stay in line and let everybody else eat, and the freshmen could not eat. I'm the 15th or 17th kids. I never saw a steak <laughs> like that on the on, 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 on the training table. And the guy wouldn't let me get to the steak. Uh. He stopped me from getting to the steak. And then in the end, he said, give me the freshman steak. Oh, that was it. I took the tray I had in my hand, cracked it over his head, and started <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't take that steak. They sent me to Jimmy's office, right? <laughs> Jimmy told me, he said, son, listen, you can't be fighting your own teammates over state. We just can't do that. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to send you home. I'm going to spend some time with you and try to help you out. <laughs> but we can't be fighting each other over the I'm just, I'm just being state. a big 747, but coach. I, I didn't even see him down there. Chopped you, man. That's right. So, yeah, it, it was crazy, man. But but when I got to, when I got to pros, I, I was better. You know, I just got a big big check, so I was okay. It was time to ease off and, and be okay with the haze. That's a great story. Oh, that's so good. The 11th pick, but, you know, I remember when you were coming out of the U and you were a big deal and, lot, and a coveted guy. Um, there has never been, Michael, I've never talked to a guy, even Reggie Bush, who went, what did he go, second or third? I think he went second. Um, yeah. Everybody, if they didn't go first overall, they're upset about their draft experience because they didn't go high enough. Reggie mm. Wayne can tick off every single receiver, what slot they went in, the team it took him, why it was right. a mistake to take that guy over Reggie, and so on. Do you have that same uh, recollection of things? No, no. I mean, I, I came out my junior year, after my junior year. You know, back then you had to graduate early to leave and go to the, pro, go, go to the league early. You know, now you could just, hey, I played two years, I'm gone. So, so when I graduated early, that gave me a little bit of control over the draft. So a team had to, since I was only a junior, a team had to call me before they draft me. Hmm. So they couldn't just draft me because if I, if I want, didn't want the team to draft me, I could drop a class, go back to uh, uh, summer school, pass the class in summer school, and then apply for a supplemental draft. That team would have lost his draft choice. I saw Bernie Kozar do it a couple of years earlier, so I thought – let me try. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and so I went to summer school all year. I got out early. And I remember Green Bay, you know, because that year, Oak, uh, Oakland, it was Oakland then. They, they drafted Tim Brown with the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from Green Bay. They were at the seventh pick. And they were like, man, we ain't thinking about drafting you. I was like, whoa, no, not Green Bay. Like, you know, it's Green Bay. <laughs> you know <laughs> From Florida to Green Bay is not a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> just a bad. So, so here are, we, like I told you, we got we the brokest people in the world. The whole house started chanting, "No way, Green Bay! No way, Green Bay!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so Green Bay goes on and, and drafts Sterling Sharp, who was a great, great wide receiver. That's mm-hmm. my boy, great wide receiver. Eleven pick comes. Dallas don't even call. They mm. just draft me. I was like, what was that? You know, where, where's the power? All that hard work I put in for my power. But I knew they would. 
because before that, Jimmy had already told me, he said, listen, Dallas is thinking about drafting you. He said, I, I know what you're doing and why you graduated early. You get that control. He says, but there's an oil buddy of mine that's about to buy the Dallas Cowboys. You're not playing that with the Cowboys. I may be joining you soon. <laughs> and they never called. They just drafted me. And I was wow. like, oh, that's, that's great. That was great. And then the next year, Jimmy came. That's great. And you were excited because Dallas has like the best steaks in, in the country, right? Barbecue. <laughs> Dallas has everything. <laughs> Dallas, yeah. Dallas has everything, man. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and if you win here, it's a forever thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because the brand is, is so big. It, 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 was, it was my dad's favorite team. It, it was really heaven. It's as I told C.D. Lamb last year, I said, man, you don't fall to the Dallas Cowboys. You get mm. placed on the Dallas Cowboys. So don't buy into that. You've been blessed to be placed at 17 with the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't even know it was your dad's favorite team. That that just, I mean, you can't even put a price tag on that, right? I mean, yeah, what a fedora hat, man. Yeah. You know, times I sat and watched the Cowboys play with my dad, and he would promise me one day we're going to win one of those games. So one day we, we never went. We never had enough money to go. But right. he promised me that, and, and, and it just didn't work out. Where 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 I could have brought him to a game, you know. He he passed. I lost. He passed my junior year in high school, and that's the one thing I think about guys all the time. And God said, "I'll give you one thing that you didn't have your whole life, mm. and it would have been can can he just let my dad see me play?" Well, I'm sure he's looking down on you, and he sees yeah. all the clutter behind you, and he's very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking oh of being God. impressed, Michael, what's <laughs> you see these guys? First of all, anyone who suited up in the SEC and ran a pass pass route this year is projected to go in the first two rounds. Right. I mean, it, it, does anyone stand out to you? Is it harder to pick? This may be a dumb question. Is it harder to pick out the receiver that you think is going to be great as it is a quarterback? Or what do you do? You think you have an eye for this? Well, there, it's it, it's it's more difficult to find. It, it's difficult to find greatness period mm -hmm. because there's so many variables that come into it you can have the physical skill set you know but 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 do you have the commitment to it do you have the drive do you have the hunger i told my son and i tell kids they, they, i said what do you want to do we'll play in the nfl okay all right i understand yeah, I, I i run this fast i do i said all oh, that's good but the main thing you're going to have to do i don't care about your physical skill set you have to master hunger or that joker that's lining up from you or lying across from you. Right. So it doesn't you, you can have all the skill set. If you don't master hunger or that dude that's like, this ain't golf. You ain't hitting a little white ball. The, the other man got hunger too. You got to be more hungry than him to beat him every play. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's so many different variables that make greatness. And then you throw in what the league is now, wide receivers. Mm -hmm. The small guys, they would never get drafted this high. Last year, Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver off the board. Not because he was the best wide receiver. He was nowhere near the best wide receiver. But he was the fastest wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You know, and everybody now wants speed because you can't hit and separate the small guys from the ball anymore and punish them. So now everybody wants to hit you with speed. And you can throw the, the short, the little quick, quick balls to the short guys and they, they can run like an open field punt and everything. So so the game has changed in a lot of ways. When I was playing, you had a big guy and you had a small, fast guy. Now the big guy, like DK Metcalf, is the fast guy. It's yeah. all coming in one package now. 
it's incredible what these kids have done and the athletes that they are. It is amazing. I mean, you get Justin Jefferson at what do you go like twenty seventh, and uh, and right. Shaq's guy, Dave's guy, Chase Claypool went 29th. Like you could really wait. There's like all six of or those seven. Guys, so many good ones. All of those guys had better years than the Henry Ruggs who went first, right? Because and I call that the Tyreek Hill effect. We are watching this year. I want to see like Devontae Devontae Smith. That's the Tyreek Hill effect. Let's see where he goes. Uh, uh, is, is he? You know, if he goes before. Uh, all these other guys, and, and, and I mean, he had a, a, a hell, of a, hell of a season last year, winning the Heisman and everything, mm -hmm. but he's still a pretty small guy, maybe 180, soaking wet with, with an extra large helmet on, you know right. what I mean? But, I, <laughs> hey, but, but he's a small guy, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's like 165. I mean, uh, from the from your point of view, though, because you talk about the hunger, and of course that's intangible and everything's right. about 40 time, and did you see him on tape against the high-end right, competition right, right, right. and all that. Right, right. But those guys don't work out just about as much as they do work out. From your perspective, what is it that is just in an ongoing way? What's missed? What? Why does that happen? Why is this such an inexact business that we can't look at the tape and go like, I feel like quarterbacks a little bit right. easier, but maybe I'm exact. Why? Why do some guys work and some guys don't? It's because of all of those things, all those things. And if any one is off, then then, then you're like, wow, you know. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you a, a one thing to do. Some can't make it through the transition. There's going to be a loss of confidence in the transition. I don't care who you are. There's going to be a loss of confidence. Can you find your way back? And a lot of times, they can't find their way mm. back. When I got drafted in Dallas, they had me the first time. I was on the front page, lassoing the state of Texas. They said, new sheriff in town. <laughs> My first press conference, I remember coming in. You know, I had maybe lost two games in my three years playing in Miami. I was like, we're on our way to the Super Bowl. New sheriff in town. It's all good, folks. We're on our way now. I'm here. I say, I catch anything. Y'all try. I say, I'm so good at catching footballs. I can catch a BB in the dog. Somebody turn out the lights and shoot a BB gun. I was talking all <laughs> kind of noise. I truly said this. <laughs> I went to my first training camp, man, and Everson Walls tricked me on one of the plays and jammed me. I fell to my knee. Uh, I must have dropped every ball they threw my way for the next week. I went to, I went to go see an eye doctor. I went to go see a hand specialist. This is the truth. I was like, God, what is going on out here? You know, I'm like, the wind is blowing. It's the wind out here. It's been, everything, my mind was gone. And I had lost confidence. And, 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 and I was able to fight my way back through work. But a lot of guys, confidence, I tell them, my confidence is like money, man. When you get it, you love it. But if you lose it, you hurt. But it's hard to get back again when you lose it. And, and a lot of guys can't find their way back sometimes. Look at all these quarterbacks that was surefire success stories, first picks in the draft, and you watch them go places. And all of a sudden, you're like, is that the same guy that I watched for years, tearing people up in college and everything? That's a confidence. It's just gone. It's, they have the skill set, but, but they may they have the hunger, but the confidence has been rattled. And, and it's no return. Who are you most wrong about in recent years? Whether you thought they were going to be great and they were a bust or you thought they were going to be a bust or they were great. Does anyone come to mind? Because I feel I think about the Cowboys. That's a good one. I'm a big fan. I have not figured out who they're going to draft. I've, I've whiffed on their first round pick 
Probably Aikman was the last one I guessed correctly. I'm not even kidding. Like Jerry's Pat traded up to get like uh, Morris Claiborne. Like that was he's, they're always doing weird things. The Cowboys front office, but what? So that's why you're right. It's an inexact science. It's like gambling. But what about you yourself? Right. Can you remember? Well, that's any? a good one, man. That's a good one. It's hard to remember who I said. Wow, I thought he would tear it up. Or wow, like it. <laughs> looked over, you know, like I, I remember Julio Jones coming out, mm-hmm. you know, and we're, we're, we're playing. I remember when Julio Jones was just in Alabama and Leon let you say, hey, man, this is kid Julio Jones. You got to meet this kid. I just wanted to talk with him, you know, and, and I so I followed him for a long. I said, man, he's going to tear it up. This mm-hmm. dude right here, because because, you know, when, when I got to find out about him, it, he became the guy when I went to my threshing floor, that threshing floor, that place that you go to God and talk to about talk to God about your biggest issue with what's going on in this world. And on that threshing floor, I call God out. Like, how could you give Julio Jones all of that? <laughs> I was right here. Like, this man has size, he has speed, he has the ability to get in and out. I was like, why could you not have given me just a tad <laughs> bit of his speed, you know? But so, so I knew he was going to be something special. But it's hard. Look at all these guys, first and second quarterback. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mario, first and not even with their teams anymore. First and second quarterback taken, uh, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, not even with their teams anymore. Mm-hmm. This is in recent years. Yeah. Recent years. Sam, don't hype me. You get out of here. We're going to try this, try this again. It didn't work with you. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so difficult. You have to find the right team. That team has to find the right system to fit you. It is, it's so difficult, man. These things. Somebody was reading the stats for a successful first rounder, and and and, and I think they, they say like center is like the t- first first round centers have success, mm-hmm. but and they were like 100 percent on first round centers that have had success. Hmm. After that, it dropped to maybe like 40 percent or something for linebackers, and only goes down, down, down for everybody after that. So it, it is a hard find. Yeah. There was one guy who, well, many guys have been encouraged to switch from QB to wide receiver um, in that transition. Julian Edelman was one of those guys. Now, right. we talked Drew Pearson. I like Drew Pearson. I liked, uh, I liked Lynn Swan even more as a Steelers fan. Um, those guys are in the Hall of Fame because of what they did in January's, not in, in October's. This is a more distinct case. Can you summon any sort of uh, generosity to say that Julian Edelman belongs in the Hall of Fame for just what he did in the postseason. Don't hold back, playmaker. Let us let know me give you feel. this. You can be let honest. Let me give you this. Let me, let me give you this. And, and honestly, it's funny how talking to Julian just uh, just the other day, conversing with him the other day, and this, this is what I said. I said this on my own cast. This is where, where service what, 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 what we've done a disservice in. I was in the league when we added the fullback to the Pro Bowl roster. Hmm. Now, there was no way that Daryl Johnson and those guys would have ever gotten a chance to experience a Pro Bowl, yet what they've done was vital because they were under the listing of running back. They're fullback, but they're still listed as a running back. And, and, and Daryl Johnson, those guys never get in with Emmitt, Barry Sanders and Ricky Waters, all of those guys that were in the league at that time. So they never would have gotten an opportunity. So they made 
a fullback position for the Pro Bowl. They made a fullback position. So they didn't fall up under the running backs. I think what we need to do, especially what the league is now, we need to make a slot wide receiver position for the Hall of Fame. Hmm. You cannot tell me that what Julian Edelman has done has not been valuable to the greatest run, the greatest run in NFL history. Oh, man, you're killing franchise. me. <laughs> for, NFL, for a franchise, great. He's been so valuable. He's made such key plays. And, and we'll measure right now, Julian Edelman, uh, I think he has like 100 more yards than me in playoffs. And playoff play, 100 more yards. I think I'm at 14. He's at 14. I'm at 1,300, something like mm-hmm. that. He has 31 more reception. 31 more reception. Now, imagine if 25 of those 31 more receptions were first downs in the playoffs. Are you joking? That's so vital and so crucial. But we'll measure them to our numbers, guys on the outside, who's going 15, 20 yards up the field every time they make a play. This guy's only going four to five yards up the field. But it's a crucial play because it keeps drives going. We need to think about, like we did with the fullback, and taking them out of the running. He's still a running back, but we gave them a special position, making those slot receiver a, a, a position for the Hall of Fame. And I think that way we can also get Heinz Ward in, you know, because Heinz Ward deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so like, so that, like that's everything. how I see it. This is I, I, Mike and I park our cars in the same garage. You've broken Sal's heart. I didn't he hear any of that. I'm sorry. He doesn't I'm like sorry. it. <laughs> I, 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 I was watching the Mets there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, you gotta get, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> I, I know what yeah. you're saying. I, yeah, right. Maybe you have, maybe you have to think of it as like a DH, right? We got to put Devin Hester right. in the Hall of Fame too. It'd be ridiculous if Devin Hester yeah. doesn't wind up with a gold jacket. It's the right. same right. standard that he's. That's not the DH I, I was talking about, but Devin Hester. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say this: what, did, did he stay in your brain? Every, every when, when I hear Julian Edelman, first thing I think about, I don't know how he caught that ball. One inch off the ground after going mm-hmm. through all of that to win that game, that Super Bowl against Atlanta. Those plays that stain your brain, mm-hmm. you know, that, that are part. And, and it, so, so, so I do think I think we need to we need to consider that. I think we need to consider making it a slot position in the Hall of Fame. By the way, you you brought up Julio Jones. He is because of Edelman. Julio Jones has the greatest inconsequential catch of all time, probably in the Super Bowl, right? Remember uh, yeah, that yeah. catch was? Yeah, yeah that, that sideline catch you're talking right. about? Yeah, yeah. That yep, yep. went up over caught that ball. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and, and, and the other right. good one was Javon Curse getting it down to the five for Definitely. Seattle before Marsha, before Russell Wilson throws the pick at the goal line. That, that was another good too. one. That yeah. another good one. I want to ask you one more thing, Michael. The third pick is the big one, right? Because everyone, for whatever reason, it's tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence first, it's Zach Wilson second. So the Niners trade all the way up. We have to think, Dave and I were talking about this today. We have to think they knew who they were taking before they made this trade, right? They just, they, they have to have someone yeah. in mind. To me, it's a, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, like, like we said, we just spoke a half hour about it. Anyone could pan out, anyone could bust. Right. But why right. would Mac Jones be the choice, right? I feel like after we saw a year of Tua, right. You got to wonder if Tua, maybe just it's too soon to come off an injury to evaluate his talent, but that talent, vastly more talented than Mac Jones, but still struggled a little his first year. Do we want to make that mistake with Mac Jones? Is he a system quarterback? So many great receivers we talked about. 
uh, coming out of uh, Alabama. Is it a mistake? Is that what the Niners did? Right. What do you think? Well, and, and that's a great question, Sal, in this sense. And, it, and that's what everybody says. They must know who they want if they right. moved up to three. It, it doesn't matter if you know who you want if you moved up to three. You better know that you'll take any one of the top three when you mm -hmm. move up to three. You mm -hmm. see what I mean? Because if you want one guy, there's no – even Matt Jones. There's, there's no guarantee Matt Jones going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't know who led the so, – so, so if I went up to three, that means any one of those top three guys, I'm good with. I'll take any one of them. So now I put myself in a no-lose situation. Uh, you, 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 that's the only way I can put myself in a no-lose situation. Right. I'll take any one of those top three guys. Got that's it. why I'll give up all of this to go up. And, and, and I think they see that. Of course, they'll take travel on. But you ain't going to get them. You're not going to right. get them. And, 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 and so now they're coming down to the next two. And we don't know who the Jets are looking at. Well, you're going to say Jack Wilson, Jack Wilson, we can say this. But, but we don't know. We don't know. So, so, yeah, I do think they got their eye on those top three guys that they think, and we don't know who that third guy is mm -hmm. that they'll be happy with. But, but, but it's interesting, too. And, and I'm with you on this, Al. I'm with you on this sense. You know, well, when you're in Alabama, you, you, you really, you, you, got some, you got some horses around you. Yeah. And every time you line up each and every week, you ain't going to line up against those kind of horses every week. Now, when you get in the NFL, you got some horses with you, too. But every week you line it up and get some horses. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you better make sure that you can fit that ball in the real tight windows and do some special things. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing who that pick is. I don't know if Matt Jones is more of a, 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 a you know, a, a, a screen, a little ghost for us, uh, 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 all that situation. I'm, I'm hearing so much about that situation mm -hmm. with Matt Jones that I can't wait to see what really happens. Just to mm -hmm. put a little finer point on it, do you think, though, that there are GMs around the league who kind of look at Tom Brady, even at his advanced age, um, yeah. still winning the Super Bowl, classic, you know, uh, you know, stand in the pocket, make plays, not dynamic by definition. Do you think that some guys are kind of spooked by like that maybe the dynamic stuff goes the other way sometimes and gets the team into trouble or something? Is, is it, do you think that as we sit here, because everybody loves the, what Deshaun Watson can do at his best and Russell Wilson right. with the scramble and everything, do you think there's some instinct that, like, I just need the guy who's going to do it from the pocket, and, and that's what Kyle Shanahan's looking at with Mac Jones? In, in, in a sense, yes. In this sense, because when the league change, when they stop allowing you to separate man from ball on the back end, you know, when I ran the bang eight route, bam, I had to take that hit. Every time in the huddle, Troy would say, go up big. Basically means you're about to get your ass hit in the mouth, catch the ball anyway. That's what he means. Go up big. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a, a collision. Go up big. So so once we, we took that out of the game, then on the front end, the quarterback end, we took that out of the game on the back end with the wide receivers and the safeties and the DBs. And on the front end, we gave up accuracy for mobility. Now you can be less accurate since they can't separate you from the ball. They have to wait on you to catch the ball. So then everybody said, oh, we can be less accurate now and we can get the guys that move around and we can get those hidden yards, those hidden yards. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, that has played a role in the way NFL has developed. But Tom Brady has kept saying, he said, yeah. wait a minute, I'm still in here, you know, <laughs> and you have mobility but I have a brain that just thinks through the game. 
He plays pre-snap with your mobility. You're playing post-snap. And, and, and it's hard to find people that play pre-snap. And I think that's another thing that they try to bring back to Matt Jones. He's so smart and he plays pre-snap. And Kyle Shanahan, he, he's one, he's no doubt one of the best in the league, guys. If he can get his guy that he needs and knows how to play pre-snap and play like him from his perspective, I, I think he'll do great game, the great things. That's all he needs is a quarterback. So I don't know if that's Matt Jones, but if he believes it's Matt Jones and, and, and it works out, that'll be interesting. Now you gotta remember too. He really believed and loved Kirk Cousins. You know, that right. day, Kirk Cousins. He, he really believed and loved Kirk Cousins. So, so he, maybe he's looking for his next Kirk Cousins. Mm. I love it. I love it. Michael, we could talk to you all night. I got a million questions, but I want to let you go. You got a leak in the bedroom. By the way, are we sure your wife <clears throat> didn't plan that leak? She wanted a new bedroom, and then all of a sudden the storm comes? It seems a little too convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, and I would say that, but. But okay, when you get out, when the house is big enough that you have to have these like commercial, like fire things in it, the cases of fire, you know, and right. that's what cracked. Now, I would have said, man, baby, did you plan that? But I she, she wouldn't have known how to crack that wall. I just knew she wouldn't have known how to, how to crack that wall. But, you know, it, it's like my bishop says, when, when it gives you lemons like this, just make some lemonade. So now we're going to change the whole room around because our room is. You know, it's, we, we, we changed. She's going to modernize the room and everything. We had the designer here. And as I was telling you guys, when we came on, the designer was like, why don't I modernize your office? Nah. I mean, it looks like it's clutter back there. I'm like, clutter? Nah. Clutter. You know how many hits I got in the mouth for this stuff? You're not moving. <laughs> don't you think about touching it. It's not clutter. It's called championship. And I'm going to keep them all right back here. So don't even think about it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, you got a new designer. They're not touching that stuff back there. That's art. I, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm trying to zone in on a, each individual picture and award, and it's uh, it's great. And so are you. Thanks for cutting. That's Michael Irvin podcast. You have a new episode this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to break down those top five quarterbacks this week. I'll do Stephen Jones the week after that, and then pop back up with Kyle Shanahan coming up after that soon. Oh, nice. So, Excellent. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, awesome. it's always fun. It's fun. It's fun stuff, guys. Yeah. And I just realized too to put to put a period on it. That's why you used to do that flying thing you used to do at uh, at the U when you would be at midfield past all Where the defensive back. You were right. flying like a seven forty seven. I never, I never a seven. That's why you did it. I love Jimmy, it. You're the top. Jimmy Mike. sold me. Jimmy sold me that. <laughs> Shit, and I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, guys. I love it. I Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Listen to him on the Michael Irvin podcast. He's the best. Michael Irvin. Thanks for jumping on. Anytime, guys. When they called and said, yeah, I said, absolutely. I'll make time for it, man. Awesome. So anytime for you guys. You're the All greatest. Guys. Be safe. Thanks. 88. <laughs> yes. The real 88. That's the one. You know what? And and I'm I feel validated because my wife does the same thing. Like you, why do you have to keep all this crap? Like yeah, I didn't yeah. even I well, I didn't win it. That's the difference between me. And my <laughs> yeah, but your stuff might actually be crap. I mean, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. All right, listen, that's fine. You can have that victory. I got the better one. The playmaker agreed with Which me one? about Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame. So. Well, we're just going to, I mean, we're going to, the playmaker has a great sense of humor. We're just going to edit that out because he was just trying to be funny. He said he yeah, doesn't believe Put a laugh track underneath it or Come something. On. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree. I do think 
you have to treat it as a different position. You have to then, right? Because you can't, because even the henches start comparing them with other receivers and it's not fair then. You're just going to lose that way. But Harold Baines and whatever, it's a DH and great. He's, he's, uh, you can't write the book of football. I, I think you said, I think your idea maybe was even better. We create a postseason Hall of Fame. That'll be fine. That is, yeah. If that was you, if I think that was you who said that, right? I mean, that's, that's the move. I think that's that was it. me. Yeah. Couple more things. He's the best. He's just the best. I love him. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, it's Tony Romo's birthday today. Happy birthday, Tr. But oh. Michael Irvin, one and two, my favorite Cowboys. It, it, he's just the greatest. Really fun. Um, yeah, he he's dynamite, and I I cannot get over uh, the saccharine as it sounds or whatever. That what he's talking about. It's you know the story about his old man not getting to see him play. Yeah. He knew he was headed for great things, but that moment. You know, players can never articulate. It's funny when they, right after anybody wins a championship, they're like, I can't, I don't even know what to say. It's all, I don't know what the, what they do know is the moment that they become a multimillionaire and their family does. Mm. And it's a, it, I know it's you know, money. Isn't uh, the answer to everything. It is. If you're Poe as, as uh, Michael Irvin says, and that transformation, even though they all know it's coming and the whole family's gathered, mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing. I'll never get tired of watching that, that moment where it's like, you got drafted, and this is great for the family. That moment is the best. Yeah, it's one of the best things in sports. Watching really those guys is. get drafted. And, well, but yeah, and you know, it, it, I, I get it. And everyone says they should be paid, and of course, they, you know, the, the the NCAA makes so much money. But what doesn't that take away from that moment and the moments the guys crying at the end of a, a, a Final Four game when they lost and stuff? I just that 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 to me is what I worry about. And whatever that's. Uh, that's selfish of me, but I do. Those are the moments that make sports great. I wonder if that's tarnished. But I will say this about Michael Irvin. He said he regrets his dad never. They never got to go to the game. I'll I'll tell a cautionary tale. When I hosted Win Ben Stein's Money, I had my parents come out, 200 people in the audience laughing at all my jokes, probably because they were paid to do so. And then after the show, my father said to me, you know, I had no idea you were funny. So sometimes it's not a great as great a moment as you conjure nice, up in your though. head for many years. Yeah. Yeah. He had no idea. So, well, but go. no, but he, at least he, fa- at least he figured it out at uh, some I point. Guess so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, is that as backhanded as a compliment gets? <laughs> there you go. Um, Thanks pops. That's why yeah. I cheer for the Cowboys. Not your bump. For a football team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we could talk about a lot of this stuff. Uh, let's talk about Patriots making a big trade, trading up to get Mac Jones to seven. If he's going to be there, I don't know. I don't see it. I really, I, Belichick, I said it. He's, he's in his garage and he's got a plaster of Paris and he's got like teriyaki chicken with onions and he's trying to create a, he and his draft dog are carving out, they're creating a, a, a quarterback homemade. I feel like he it's an L for him if he drafts a quarterback well, early it, on, at least. Well, it, it's interesting in, in because a lot of those uh, a lot of those guys that are um, the personnel guys, the player level and otherwise, we, they will remind you like, yeah, we're people just like anybody else. And therefore mm. we have relationships. And that's what so much of it is based on. And so much of the information we're getting now and then what the other teams are getting. You're you're right. Like, yeah, well, the, they had to know who they're getting at three. Not exactly, I bet you. They don't know what the Jets, who they don't know who Joe Douglas is talking to and who Joe Douglas talks to in the media. They're friends with him. So then they say what he, they're not going to betray him and say that if Joe Douglas tells them, you know what we're really going to do at number two is this. They're not, they're not 
going to say that to to the world at large. And so that these things get perpetuated. They see Kyle Shanahan surely has the ear of certain people who are like the Mac Jones thing is what we're going with now. I I, I can't wait. I really is this. Because the Baker Mayfield thing didn't happen until the last like three days before the draft. It, like all of a sudden it was like a big switch. Oh, it's not going to be Sam Darnold. It's going to be Baker Mayfield. And that didn't happen until like the last few days before. It's we're a week away. We have no idea what they're thinking there. We well, here's what gets me. And I bring it back to gambling because I always do. And I'm glad they set lines on this. You never used to be able to bet on this stuff 10, 15 years ago, whatever. But the way the lines move with the information coming in is bizarre. It's like Justin Fields, it comes out that he's managing epilepsy. He's expecting, he's expecting to outgrow the condition with time. If he was in fact the number three, and by the way, he was favored to be taken third or better as of yesterday. Now, minus 230 to go fourth or worse. And so this, I don't think is based on information that people are getting from the 49ers. There is no way because we would have heard about it, right? This is just betters panicking off of weird news, just like they just like they put him in up to third ahead of Mac Jones when he had a second pro day, right? So it, it's bizarre and it pisses me off. And I, I kind of want it all to end, but it, it's very strange how these lines are moving for no reason. I mean, you know, Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer, and then there's a drop off, but all the people who do that for mm. uh, a line of work, don't you think if they knew with some certainty what, what was going down that they wouldn't want to be announcing it to the sure. world right now? Like, I know it. My sources tell me that this is a, this is a lock that they're taking them. They're not doing that. I mean, it's telling that those guys react the way we all do. And then we still like, we still turn to those guys like, whoa, some Schefter's reporting it. Like, yeah, why didn't he report it last week? If, right. if everybody's, if that's the job is for them to get the inside poop before mm -hmm. we do, they're just telling us what, what we find out from, you know, from Twitter or otherwise yeah. at this point. Yeah. I, I think I would have been a hundred percent on Justin Fields if it weren't for you putting it into my head about Trey Lance. And it does make sense that he works under center and that's what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And it doesn't make sense to me that Kyle Shanahan is thinking like, yeah, Mac Jones. Like, I mean, I've succeeded with, I, I like Kirk Cousins and Matt, Matt Ryan, and this guy's kind of like that. So I'm mm. going to trade up. Doesn't, it just doesn't sound right to me that you would do that. You would trade up to get a dynamic performer, not you wouldn't trade up to get Mac Jones. I don't think. And then with Belichick, would he trade for Mac Jones? Because what's in his head? I want to get a Tom Brady clone mm -hmm. and show that I can do it with, with the same style QB. Or wouldn't he say, let me show you, let me show the world I can do it with someone who's the exact opposite of the way Tom Brady plays quarterback. And I'm going to win it with a different right. kind of a QB. I, I don't know. I think you know what? It, it's so, I, I'm all over the place, too. I'm to blame. I'm a hypocrite. I look at Mac Jones. I'm like, oh, system quarterback. Look at Tua. Maybe, maybe not the best. Tua's got more talented, obviously, than Mac Jones. But what, why would I say that he's obviously going up against the fastest defenders, right, in the SEC or amongst the fastest, maybe the Big Ten. And then you look at Trey Lance. I'm giving him a pass. That guy played one year in a garbage conference like that. No, but he's fine. But Mac Jones, so I'm all over the place too. I know you can't, but but here's yeah. what the one thing I'll say is about the running QBs. In 54 years of evidence, 
Your guy, Roger Staubach, ran around real good. Terry Bradshaw in his early days could kind of do it himself. Steve Young was a great high-end runner as well as a thrower. Tarkenton. And, yeah. and, and Tarkenton, he never won the Super Bowl, but got there, got there a bunch. Uh, obviously yeah. a bunch. And um, and then there is, uh, um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Russell Wilson won it. He's a great functional scrambler, but none mm. of them are proper running first QBs. And it is interesting in 54 years, as much as the game has changed, so it's really just look at the last 15, 20 years even, none of those guys who are dynamic runners have won a Super Bowl. So maybe mm. there is something they're like, yeah, that sounds great, but give me the guy who makes plays with a big arm from the pocket because that is because that's all you ever hear. Like, we got to turn this guy. Well, he's got to start learning how to make plays from the pocket. Like, why? Isn't it more pressure on the defense if he's running away from them and throwing on the move and everything, and he can do that? Apparently not. The guys yeah. who are in the pocket, Peyton, Brady, those, these guys are – it can't be a coincidence at some point that those are the guys that well uh, win it more two often Two things I'm very surprised at. I'm surprised. I was surprised at you. I was ready to laugh at Joel Solomon for putting one and a half as the over-under for Super Bowls for AFC championships that the Steelers would win with Tomlin moving forward. I thought that was too high a line. And secondly, the playmaker putting Edelman in the Hall of Fame. Great I'm trying to be optimistic. What do you want I, me to say? Tomlin's a youngish man. He's not, he's, he's not getting fired anytime true. soon. So that's like, if he true. lasts 15 more years and he's going to fluke his way into one Super Bowl, right? That's true. You know, you guys did a great job with minus three. You did the draft. You did. If you could have anybody who's been drafted in the history of the game and you went, you took this year's rundown with the Jaguars picking first. I think you did one through 12 and you did the, all the AFC East and the NFC East and the uh, AFC North and uh, et cetera. And uh, it was really good. You did it with a straight face. Spaghetti, what were you uh, most upset about? You, you, that Eli didn't go? The length <laughs> of the segment. Oh. <laughs> How are you supposed to go faster with that? We did. We we chopped it up as much as we could. That was delightful. It's 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 whimsy. How much more? We just did uh, 45 minutes on real draft talk. We, we took a little That's detour true. into fun town. You know, right. we we did the all time draft. Who would the who did the Cowboys get? I can't remember. LT, Kellen. You Winslow? know, you gave him Woodson, right? Oh yeah, Chuck right. Woodson. Charles yeah, Woodson. That's yeah. Right. That was it. All Good. right. See, were you happy with that? Hall of Famer, sure. Why not? Uh, all right. Do, do me a favor. You have another minus three coming up. Don't mention the hench that that Michael Irvin was joking around and said that Edelman should go to the Hall of Fame because he I'll might think he was serious. And then we have to go through a whole thing. It's not good. All right. I, I mean, no promises, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll do my best to spaghetti. Watch me. Mind, mind my P's and Q's if you don't. Yes. Get on the uh, bleep button there, spaghetti. You can lean on it hard if, uh, if, if those guys dive into that kind of talk. Uh, minus three later in the week. Against all odds, we're doing it tomorrow night. We have Matt Leinard on, my neighbor. Ooh. Yes, he's coming on. We're going to talk uh, quarterbacks and the draft, all that stuff. And, Ranch uh, dressing. Ranch dressing for laugh lines. My God, Benetta put on the, the Hidden Valley ranch pants. I don't know if you saw. This is becoming. I saw. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it too because she wants an endorsement deal out of this. And they're like, no, screw you. We're getting enough publicity for free. Why do we have to write you a check? And uh, that's basically it. Right, Joel? Did they respond to her? They did respond. They invited her to the ranch, which was uh, you know a nice gesture, but it was. Oh, yeah. They said for dinner or it's a comfort. Can you imagine how disgusting those dinners are? My God. Anyway, she's patronizing. Yeah, there's that one restaurant that does everything with garlic. Imagine if there was a restaurant that everything came with ranch. I would Ugh. throw up. I'd throw up walking in the door and walk right back. Yes, there. it's ranch. And then we have lemon pepper. It's really like the food yeah. network here. Lemon pepper parlay, guys. Like I said, minus three. Get Dave, get spaghetti, get hench. 
Mikey Meatballs talking hockey. Card Wars, lots of stuff in the betting academies coming up. Kendrick Perkins, red hot with Gina Paradiso, who took Steph to win MVP at, I think, 100 to 1 odds. And uh, he melded in a little bit today. But I get that Friday game against uh, Jokic is going to be is going to be big. So there you go, Dave. A lot going on. Lots of fun. We're a week away from the draft. Like I keep saying, man, it's just about here. You're going to get your wish as long as you hang in there. Um, Let's get it. Two, three more weeks. You're going to get what you want, which is the postseason. Then it's going to get real good. Hockey and basketball back and forth. You need at least two TVs. I know it. I know it. All right. There you go. Reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please know you're all my favorites.